Hi, it's Candace Patton, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gotham as Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B, as always, and with me tonight, as always, are Breeze and Tatiana. Hi, ladies, doing tonight? I am doing well, but I resent you saying, as always, because what if, one week, I'm not there? Yeah, don't take Tatiana for where granted, Where ghosts Andy. are always. Exactly. Thank you, Breeze. <laughs> have you um have you been uh, are, have you been replaced? I've, like, is, <laughs> are we talking to Tatiana? But you know, that's so- true. Now that I'm finally speaking my my emotions, maybe it's not really Tatiana. She <laughs> maybe trapped in a world of mirrors. <laughs> my friend actually texted me uh, this morning, and everything that he was texting me was backwards. And I was like, "What is happening?" And it took me like an hour to realize that he was being mirror iris. <laughs> Oh, it was very cool. That's that's, exa- all. that's kind of exhausting. It was exhausting, but great. <laughs> um, how are you, Breeze? Good, good. Um, it's a little rainy out right now, but otherwise, I'm doing well. This is Breeze, by the way, not Mirror Breeze, so oh, no okay, worries. Okay, okay, yeah, we're, uh, yeah. But uh, wouldn't Mirror Breeze say that it was not? Mirror oh, breeze? yeah, yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Here we are, trapped. We're all yeah, we're all trapped. Um, uh, Breeze couldn't join us. Uh, couldn't join us this week, but she will. She'll be back next weekend. I love how you just said Breeze cannot join us. No, this lazy, week. lazy, lazy. Lazy. <laughs> oh my god! All right, logging out now. Bye guys. <laughs> calm, calm down. Uh, it's been such a long day. Um, uh, in fact, it's been a long week in general. So I'm just not gonna. You know, if I say the wrong names, I mean, guys, just, you know, to the listeners, give, give me a break because I, I have, I've been just been working nonstop. So, um, but, uh, we don't have any news other than the fact that if you, if you have money and if you like going to the cinema and if you like good movies, then we recommend that you go see this new movie called Birds of Prey and the Emancipa- Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Um... We all we all seen it. We all really enjoyed it. And if you want to have a great time, you should just go and uh, see it. Yes, and also you may have found that it is now titled Harley Quinn: colon, Birds of Prey at your movie theater website because apparently WB uh, re like for SEO purposes retitled it oh, online. Yeah. I cannot. <laughs> just in case it wasn't obvious from all the many commercials with Harley Quinn in it. <laughs> she's yeah, in no, the movie 
Yes, apparently people were in fact confused and did not realize that Birds of Prey was the Harley Quinn movie. So um, this may have contributed to low box office numbers in the first weekend. And we hope that you will correct that this second weekend. And now, okay, just to do one quick piece of commentary. The film is not... It's not a. It's not. It's not a flop from a box office perspective. It's gonna make good money by by the time you know all things are said or done. But you know, it's just it was a. It wasn't as a big of an opening as Warner Brothers had probably hoped. But you know, it's already made back its budget within one weekend. So that's still that's still always something good. Something that they always do take in consideration. Uh, but still, you should go see it and support it, and, and not. Um, you know, be like like some people on the internet who are petty, lonely, stuck in their basements, and you know, probably not gonna get them some because they hate themselves. So go see Birds of Prey. Uh, yes, there's a post-credit scene. It's like the most genius of post-credit scenes, and um, there's a lot of fun. Um, so go see it and let us know what you thought about it. Um, and in terms of news, yeah, we don't have any flash news. It's been um, quiet. Um, have you have y'all noticed that this season they've been very cryptic? Like, like there hasn't really been a lot of news in general when it comes to like casting and so on. Like, besides to you know Dearborn, there just hasn't been a lot. Well, I think we've just been waiting so long for Sue because everything was kind of held up, so to speak, for Crisis, that there's, like, that is the focus right now. Perhaps, yeah. Um, Plus, it looks like we're getting a lot of old people, old uh, villains back and stuff, so maybe there isn't as much need for new casting. And you know what? I actually kind of prefer, I mean, like, you know, I feel like there's just been so many characters that we could... um, you know, in the past that have been so great that we didn't get to see more of, um, that um, it's great that we, we see, that we can see some of them coming back. However, I am seeing, because uh, um, uh, I actually had to, I say it as a bookmark, there are some new episode titles uh, floating around, um, and they're very, ooh. Like, I want to go, and I, ooh, at those. So, um, spoiler alert, uh, although they could be misleading, I don't know. So, um, are late? Are you ladies ready? Cause you, you, I don't think you. I don't think you've seen this. So. All right, I'm ready. Okay, tell me. Hit me. Epi- Hit me with your best I shot. shot. Uh, uh, episode fourteen is called "Death of the Speed Force." Yes. Episode fifteen is called "Oh My God," the Exorcism of Nash Wells. Oh, I hadn't heard that one. I had heard Death of Speed first. Exorcism of Nash Wells, that sounds great. That's very interesting. Episode yeah. 16 is called So Long and Good Night. Oh, that's fun. Is that a Let reference to like some gangster movie or something like that? What is that? Well, what it makes me think of is um, So Long and Thanks for All the Fish from the, um, which is obviously not, you know, but The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, one of those books. And I also Good Night and def- Good Luck. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely a reference, but I'm blanking on what it is specifically referencing. Yeah, I think like the death of the Speed Force. Like again, I lo- I love, I love episodes that deal with the Speed Force, and and I be- there's actually a comic. I think there's a run in the Flash comic called the Death of the Speed Force. Oh. Um, 
Yes, I think there is. Also, for the record, when I type so long and good night into Google, the first 10 results are for the Helena song by My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, yeah, that's, yep, a that was that's definitely a big what I was thinking. Yeah. You know about the reunion? They're very, you know, they're psychic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So there's that. Uh, so there's a little bit of good news, and it's always fun when we when we hear things about that. Um, but yeah, I um, let's just get into it. Let's just get into this episode, uh, episode eleven of season six, called "Love Is a Battlefield," and it was written by Kelly Wheeler and Jeff Hirsch. Who, hold on, I because I I do want to give people Twitter shoutouts if they are on Twitter. Uh, Jeff, you can follow at the Jeff Hirsch, and Kelly, I. I think she was on... No, she's still on Twitter. She's at KW Wheeler. So go follow them and let them know that we sent you. And the episode was directed by Suds Z Sutherland. So, um, Which is great. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Excellent. Go, so go for it, Taddy. Yes. So our A plot um, led off of last week's cliffhanger. Uh, we see that Iris um, awakens or, you know, rises from the mirror in which she was recently sucked into and just dusts herself off and heads on home, where she apparently spends all night making Barry the perfect pancakes. And this, you know, would tip him off that something is wrong, but he is busy eating excellent pancakes. So what can you do? Um, from there, though, uh, Barry and Iris plan a... Uh, double-decker Valentine's Day to make sure that they will not be interrupted. And yet, of course, they are interrupted by Amunet and her romantic gang war with Goldface, who is apparently her ex-boyfriend. Um, because they cannot communicate properly, they are instead turning a Central City into a turf war. And Iris has some very reckless ways in which to stop this from happening which get very, very, very nervous and culminate in a uh, fight between them in which Iris finally speaks her mind about how you prepare for a life without him and about no longer being a damsel in distress and about not and about being more than just the voice inside his helmet, all of which are very fair points, Iris. In the end, though, um, Barry and Iris do couples therapy on Amunet and Goldface and they are reunited and Central City is at peace once more. And Barry apologizes to Iris for not seeing her as her own individual and brilliant person as often as he should. And he promises to make their relationship be like a tree and grow and keep the roots real deep, but also make the leaves really beautiful and the branches will go wide. Love. But, but, but not all is as it seems, because as they are hugging, Iris looks at herself in the mirror and her real Iris self is in the mirror screaming, that's not me. And mirror Iris is like, hi, bitch, I have your man. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> how did we feel about this storyline? Breeze, tell me your thoughts. So I really um, like this episode. I know there will definitely be uh, people complaining that Barry was sidelined, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It made a lot of sense in context. Plus, Grant got to really... Uh, exercise his his humor muscles lots of funny facial expressions and reactions from him which i honestly enjoy more than you know serious mopey berry um the boy should have known something was up when iris was cooking like come on like you know your wife better than that um but i guess 
food is the way into a man's heart and brain, apparently. Um, but I, I like this side of Iris. Obviously, we found out at the end that it's not necessarily the real Iris. We don't know if it's a complete fake or maybe like a split personality type thing. But I think it was a, a cool way for them to bring up maybe some of the feelings Iris has been having but have, hasn't been able to bring up. So I hope we don't drop this thread completely. And I hope she does get to like confront Barry about some of these feelings because she has grown as a person, especially with crisis. Um, as far as the Amunet side of it, I'll admit when she first came onto the show, I really did not like her character and thought she was annoying. But the more she comes back, I it's kind of nice to have a recurring minor villain just because so often the show just throws villains in the trash. Like, they don't care. Like, we see them once and then never again. So it's, that's kind of nice having her around uh, for continuity. So I enjoyed the episode overall. And you, Andy? I think this was one of Candace Patton's best acting episodes of all time. I mean, look, I mean, everyone knows that I love Candace. She is one of the greatest actors in, in, that I've seen in my entire life. But, but um, this was something a little bit different uh, for, for for her because, you know, she got to kind of... It's It was almost like... It was almost like, you know, when you would watch Tom Welling on Smog, whenever Clark was on Red K, and his inhibitions were kind of, you know, stri- stripping away from him. This was kind of seeing a similar way for Iris, but kind of just not having the, her, her filter on. because And it wasn't like she was, she didn't say anything inappropriate, but it's like, it's, it's not something we usually see a lot from her because she... Usually, you know, she she usually kind of keeps it a little bit in silence zone. But this season, you know, since Eric Wallace took over, is really letting Iris speak her mind and really, you know, let people know around her, you know, how she does feel about things. And I, I'm not sure if she's if it's supposed to be a split personality because I, I, I think I keep thinking, okay, whoever's taking her over is either really good at, like, knowing everything about Iris's life, or she has access to Iris's memories, or it is somehow, like, Iris is still in there, but it's only half of her. And the other half is this other person who we will meet next week. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I thought that it just... I've never been so, like, horrified in February. Like, it felt like a horror show of just seeing... Her, like, giving her to pa- him the packet. Because I'm like, you're not supposed to be able to cook. And, like, she put, you know, she, <laughs> she pulls off the syrup and Barry eats it. And I'm like, it's like, it's it's like that, you know, the you're theme like it's music. Poison. It's like the theme music from, from, um, from Jaws. Like, do, 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 And I'm like, they made me horrified of pancakes for the rest of the week. Um... Because Iris cannot cook. All I keep hearing in my head every time I think of food and Iris is Iris telling Barry, I'm going to make you a banana. I'm going to make a mm-hmm. banana. That, that, that's that's what, right. It should have been the tip off. Um, still cracks me up so much. Um, but uh, no, but it was really, it was really intense. And like, I, I guess because I, and there were some people who were pointing this out too, that I had forgotten up that Amunet was coming back. Um, Mm-hmm. And, you know, people who listen to season four of the Flash Pocket will remember very deeply that we, uh, that, um, when, when it was, 
me and the and the other host back then, uh, I was very much in the minority of who actually like enjoyed her, um, because I know um, Brittany she really wasn't a fan. Um, Amy was kind of I think she was kind of met on it, and I think Andrew was kind of like somewhere in between. This is just so amusing to like, what am I watching? Um, I thought it was just genuinely fun. I, you know, I know there was people like, oh, the British accent is horrible. Um, I think it's great, you know, and, you know, I mean, if we're gonna, if we're gonna compare, and, you know, I think, you know, at least Katie Sackhoff, who I love, I mean, we all, who doesn't love Katie Sackhoff? Um, I think she, she does a better as an American, a better British accent than Katie McGrath, who is Irish, does in trying to convince us that she has an American accent as Lena Luthor. So, um, uh, you may now go to my mentions, where I will ignore you if you hate me. Just know that I do love Lena, <laughs> I am here for Supercore, and I love Katie McGrath, she's a little queen, but that accent, though, needs some work. Um, and also, Goldface, I, I forgot... How much fun he was when he was on the show, and I'm glad that they kind of like, you know they found a way to bring it back, um, because if this episode wasn't clear enough, this was a Valentine's themed episode, and if anyone who knows me, if anyone who knows me, I despise Valentine's Day. So like for me, I'm just like, oh, oh no, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm dead inside. So um. <laughs> I um I, I I shall die alone too. Uh, but uh, so yeah, I I thought, I thought it was funny to seeing you know the, the villains having a little bit of a thing. So um I know I just for, I just for, again I didn't know that both of them were going to be in this episode. But it was like Bree said, it's fun having you know these minor villains coming back and so on. Hopefully, I mean hopefully it's not the last time you know because again now that we kind of have. This new universe. I'm still hoping for the day when we actually do get a big assemble of rogues, and maybe Amunet can be the leader because you know, I mean, we're probably not going to see Wentworth Miller back as Captain Cold. Um, oh, which I mean, it, it's that sucks. But yeah, Amunet could lead a fun could lead a fun band of rogues for sure. And, she, um, and in the comics, she was actually a leader. So I, I oh, think I didn't just, know that. I mean, it was one of the one of the generations of of rogues. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, no, I thought it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, and I think yeah. that seeing Iris, uh, or as people on the Twitter are saying, mirror exclamation mark Iris. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand this culture we've got into. Like when, like when it's something like when it's not the real version of something, we put an exclamation mark in the middle of a name. I'm like. Have you all forgot about the dashboard? About the uh, about the dash the... just isn't as fun. The exclamation point, you know, that's just how it says fun. But it looks ridiculous. Well, you know, you can't have it all. Um, <laughs> I oh sorry, gone. Oh no, I mean, I was gonna say my part of it, but not if you're not done. I was just gonna like I, you know. Kenneth knows how to give, you know, great facial reactions. I've never cracked up so much of seeing her, be, like, giving herself a petty look in the mirror. Like, you know, yes, I got your man. Uh, and you ain't getting him back. That was hilarious, yeah. She was like, what now? What now, me? Um. <laughs> it must be so so much fun for her, too, to get to play, like, mirror iris, kind of, like, badass 
I mean, she's always a badass, yeah. but like act- actually bad, Iris. It must be such a right. fun thing for her. When she when she broke the bottle over the dude's head. Oh my god. Oh my really, god. Yes, I, I screamed. It. I lost it. Um, <laughs> and then she was like, "What? He was? I'm sure they have a mom doctor." <laughs> that was so yeah. Funny. That was a really weird line, but I liked it. <laughs> um. But yeah, are you? Uh, have you completed your uh, thoughts, Andy? Yes. Now take it away, Tatiana. Thank you. No, I was just say like I had a lot of fun with this episode and this plot. I will say I thought it was a little bit like fillery in the sense that the cliffhanger is kind of the same cliffhanger that we ended up with last week. So we haven't progressed in the mirror plot. But I didn't realize that as I was watching, if that makes sense. I didn't have an issue with that while watching. I had a lot of fun, and I love how much we got to spend um, how much time we got to spend with Iris with West Allen um, and sort of like checking in on the quote unquote health of their relationship, because sometimes Barry does forget because he's in the midst of, you know, crises <laughs> and uh, crossovers that will not actually do justice to his character. So he's like, hmm, I'm sure my wife is doing fine because she's always doing fine. Um, but, he doesn't know he doesn't necessarily know how much she's had to grow and how much she's had to put up with so it was necessary to kind of get that bit of a a wake-up call and also it was a lot of fun like you said to get to see candace just like living her best life (laughs) as an actress getting to play this other side of iris and what's great about this mirror version um which i do i have to say i think it is still iris Mostly because of consent issues. It'd be really, like, The Flash is not the show that's going to be, like, Barry was living with and, you know, sleeping with, not Iris, for months. Um, That's not going to happen. So it has to be, like, parts, like, subconsciously Iris or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, But also it's that that it's still her. She's Iris, just uninhibited Iris. Or just Iris, like, turned up to 11 or whatever, you know? Like, it's very possible that our Iris did, in fact, have the resolution to learn to cook or to learn to make pancakes. <laughs> Just that mere Iris, you know, succeeded in doing it. And it's possible that our Iris could have picked up, um, you know, <laughs> could have picked up uh, Italian skills <laughs> while on the job. That was um, so cool, by the way, when she just, like, like nobody's business just, like, you know, started speaking yeah. Italian. And I'm like... I remember when Candace posted that she was learning Italian, like, for the for an episode, and we were all, like, wondering what was going on, and now we know. And it was, it was a great little tidbit. It was a lot of fun. But, yeah, like, those things could easily be Iris. And, you know, our Iris would never break a bottle over <laughs> someone's head as a distraction, but she could. You know, she could do it. <laughs> she could do it in self-defense, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was just, like, um, an interesting look at what our iris is made of and then like when there's no when there's no hold on her right when she can do whatever she wants which mirror iris apparently can this is what the result is so i don't know it was, it was quite interesting quite interesting um can also we, i thought hmm? i was just gonna add a, can we discuss because i this is one part of what the flash pathology i've never understood and that is the mirror world um mm-hmm. how much do you know of it that we can maybe explain to the listeners who may not into the comics um i don't really know that much about the mirror world like it's like i feel like it's often just kind of um it's like a fourth dimension right so what you it might be like things are the opposite of what they are on our earth or it might be that things are 
twisted or transported, right? So basically, when you show two mirrors against each other, um, you get like a, a reflection that's at an angle, right? Like something's reflected back, but it's not exactly what it is. So like, that's literally it. It's just like it's a slightly off kilter version of you, right? Mm. So um, I don't really know how they've like. I feel like they use it differently in the comics. So there's not really um, there's not really like one specific instance of what the mirror world is. And Mirror Master has had various different abilities. But oftentimes he can be used as a portal to other dimensions, period. So we don't know yet if this quote-unquote mirror world is literally a mirror world. Just like, oh, this is like the dark recesses of your mind. It's like your mirror, right? Which would mean this is Iris. Or if it's like, oh, it's a portal to literally another Earth. So now you're trapped on another Earth and then the Iris from that Earth is here. Which would be a totally different thing. But both things could happen. Well, see, that would be so weird if it's like if it's if it does connect to another Earth, it would be uh-huh. so weird because like, because right now, I mean, okay, hey, um, Wade audience, if you know, if you follow Margaret Guggenheim on Twitter, he has said that the characters in on Earth Prime do not know that there are other, that Oliver still managed to you know revive or recreate some of the past Earths. We don't know how many Earths mm-hmm. are out there. You know, besides the ones that we saw, like, in the montage, you know, like, of all the, you know, the Stargirls, your Earth, Greenland, and HBO's Earth, and um, Earth, I guess, and mm-hmm. so on. We don't know how many more universes are out there right now. But, you know, we're under the impression that they can't get to any other Earths because Cisco has said that, you know, oh, the, you know, the, I can never say that word, but, like, the divisive thingies don't mm-hmm. work. He, they can't travel to other universes. So, it would, be, for me, it would be really bizarre if this is how they suddenly introduced the idea that, oh, well, this the mirror is just another Earth, and mm-hmm. this, you know, unless this is their way of opening up the idea of we're going to explore the multiverse again down the line, and this is like a slow build-up to it, because, I mean, you all know, in the next, within the next five years, like, you know, the, the next, you know, the, the next big crossover could be Infinite Crisis, for all we know. Um, right. So, I'm wondering if it's really going to be like this, you know, like the comics where it's like it's it's almost like it's only Earth and so on, but but either way, it just seems like you know wherever Iris is, she's just trapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it is like that. It's like because the mirror world can only be accessed through a reflective surface, and presumably only by someone who has the power, like Mirror Master, or someone who could vibrate through the frequency, like Barry. Um, so Iris can't go, can't do either because she doesn't have the, those powers. Um, which is why she can see what is in our world, but she cannot escape it. Um, but yeah, basically, I, I expect it to be literally a mirror world of our world, meaning that it is still Iris. Just because I think it'd be too creepy otherwise. Like, not too creepy, but, you know, like, in the same way that Savitar can't really have been Barry, who was going to kill Iris. It had to be, oh, it's his, you know, offshoot thing that I can't remember the name of, Time Remnant. Um, they would never actually do a storyline where Barry was going to kill Iris. I also don't think they would do a storyline where Barry was <laughs> with another, <laughs> not Iris. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that being said, I also um, am one of the Amunet naysayers. I love Katie Sackoff, but Amunet didn't really do it for me. Mostly, not just like the accent's a little silly, but like whatever, it's you can be silly and that's fine. 
Um, but mostly because I didn't like the way they incorporated this like human trafficking storyline that then, you know, made Caitlin slash Killer Frost this whole other situation, literally a human trafficker that we're never, ever going to deal with. So (laughs) putting that aside, (laughs) I do enjoy her um, and like her mannerisms and just how much fun she has with the role. So it is great to have her back in this episode to see her interacting more with some other characters um, using Barry's secret against him. That was a lot of fun because it doesn't, he doesn't get, you know, enough consequences for the fact that everyone and their mother knows that he's the Flash. So it was fun that he couldn't um, get into costume uh, for most of the episode because of her threat. And I also loved, even though I 100% believe that Amunet likes girls, like, sorry, I don't think she likes men. Um, she can be bi. I, Calm down. She, she has bi. strong bi energy. Yeah, yes, uh, yes. As, Let's a, let a, her be- as, as, as a spokesperson of the bisexual community, <laughs> I can definitely like, say... Speaking for all of us, uh, yeah, she is bi. Yes, yes, <laughs> but um, I did no, enjoy... Just like, I, I did, I do, I'm not speaking for everyone. Please do not hate me. <laughs> uh, but I, I do get bi vibes. All right, I accept. But I enjoyed this idea of like warring exes, like War of the Roses situation. If I have a criticism, it would be that it's unfortunate that I'm sure it's for budgetary purposes. We couldn't see that war. You know, like they were like, oh, it's getting real bad out there. and <laughs> We don't see anything <laughs> like what's happening out there. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that, that was a little bad. weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like the concept. I like the concept. I thought that their interactions were really fun. Um, and it's really just nice to get old villains back and to have it. It like it makes Central City feel more lived in. So I like it. Um, plus. You know, of course, who doesn't like seeing the main couple issues sort of bounced off in a comedic way with the villains? Oh my god! That, um, when they, when the when the gas fl- came out and they like, like they just shifted mm-hmm. and started making out, I thought that was just so <laughs> funny. Oh, and then Barry and I were watching them, and they're like, "Ugh." <laughs> that was funny. I did not expect the Flash to do all of that, um, but yeah, it was great, and we got a, another great parenting pep talk from joe who was like marriage is like a tree um i love that uh i also love how dramatic barry gets like he and iris have like one argument he's like i think iris is gonna leave me like i don't know man i think it's over um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know what, this really, what you know what this really goes to show though <laughs> how much he loves iris west well yes of course of course that he would get uh, and- so shook up after one <laughs> argument, um, yeah, he needed he needed, he needed his father in law to talk him down. It's also that he t- he does take her for granted that she's so consistent and reliable mm-hmm. and like always there. That the minute that she's a little off, it's like, oh my god, she's gonna leave me. It's like no, just like talk to her. Which I mean, right. well, normally that would work. Like it's not gonna work with Mirror Iris, but it's like don't go talk <laughs> to Joe. Talk to your wife. Oh yeah, but hey, it still did. It did work. He did apologize, and she accepted that apology and was like, hey, 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 hey. "But yeah, <laughs> it was her evil. It was her evil, dark-sided mirror laugh." <laughs> Come on, um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, overall, I really, I really enjoyed that plotline, and I think that I could just keep on going on about it. I think Candace did an amazing job as usual, but again, it's like to see her play just like a different shade of iris like it's still iris but it's a little off kilter and she did it so naturally um and then to see her you know struggling to get out and wanting to tell barry that that's not her like that was a great final scene so yeah 
just sit on the other side being like, you know, I got your real banana right here! It's yeah, uh, exactly. I made you a banana this morning I... and you didn't eat it! Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. No, again, it's it, like it. For me, it's, it was just like, like, if I had to, if I had to, you know, put Red K Clark and Mero Iris together, that itself could be a spinoff. Um... I mean, did you not think about the red K when you saw this, Taddy? I can see it, yeah. Yeah. I just want someone to be like, I acknowledge your theory and I can kind of see it. Um, so anyway, um, well, that's all going on. Uh, Frost is, you know, giving Allegra a little bit of a life coaching because um, as, as in case you didn't know, this episode was a Valentine's Day themed episode. And Allegra had herself a crush, but boy, it wasn't worth it. And, uh, you know, Frost is like, you know, I, I'm, I've am i lived life now enough where I can now guide other people. And um, and I was surprised at how well and, and enjoyable it was. And, and you know, and we see, again, what, what we're seeing in a lot this season is, you know, this v- great range of... Different, you know, dynamics between characters, um, and this is one of them. So, Breeze, what did you think about Frost uh, acting as a mentor to Allegra? So, I like the aspect of Frost and Allegra kind of becoming friends, just because it's a different dynamic than Frost with, like, say, Ralph or Cisco, because they knew Caitlin versus Allegra didn't really ever know Caitlin, so it's kind of interesting to see how they interact together. Um, so so I think this episode was done a little better than some of the other, like, Frost becomes a real girl plots that have become so contrived this season because she's actually, like, trying to help someone else instead of just herself. Um so I have some, some thoughts about why we needed to give Allegra a broken heart when we barely know anything about the character, but I'll let uh, everyone else go before I go into my tirade. Oh, okay. Uh, well, well, Taddy, what did you, what did, what did you think? Well, um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to Breeze's tirade now, but I, I mostly I thought it was like kind of like a substanceless plot. Like I was like, okay like breathe i don't really care that allegra had a crush on this boy and like they kind of dated and then they like you know she ghosted him i once it got to her explanation like oh she was afraid of her powers like then i was like okay you're telling me something about her like that actually makes sense that she's been afraid of her powers all this time but now she's coming into her own and whatever that's great but it didn't need to be uh told in this way or through this dude that we know nothing about and that we don't care about um and it kind of reminded me of like when we met what's his face that, that was very descriptive i know black hole man that I love. I love Black Hole Man. But he had a crush on oh, Natalie. Chester. Like, Chester, thank you. He had a crush on, like, Natalie or whatever her name was at, at Jitters. And then, you know, in the end, it was like, Natalie's not into him. Okay, moving on. Like, thank you. Why did we do that? <laughs> so that's how I felt about Allegra and this dude. Um, but I did, I did think it was sweet how Frost was trying to reach out to her. Um, I didn't know why Frost was suddenly, like, so big on Valentine's Day or so big on, like, we're going to find Allegra Love. Like, it's just really random, like a really random thing, just because it was Valentine's Day, I guess. But she's never um, indicated that she'd be interested in pursuing any kind of romance, you know, or that she likes romance at all. Um, so that's why I thought it was a little strange. Like, just because it's Valentine's Day, like, I will find this girl love. Um, 
but I liked the dynamic between them. I thought they had nice chemistry. And um, for once, I was almost not annoyed by Nash. Like, I liked the, the idea that he was trying to take a step back from stalking his not daughter um, and instead was, like, backseat driving uh, Frost's attempts at reaching out to her, you know? He's like, oh, you should do this, or oh, you should say that. Um, and Frost, the fact that Frost saw through that and realized what he was doing was also um, interesting, uh, interestingly perceptive of her. So, yeah. I, um... I, I enjoyed this plot to a degree because I... You know, I guess they, you know, I guess they couldn't, you know, because, you know, we don't see Ralph, we don't see Cisco in this episode, and um, I was, I don't think Cecile was even in this episode. No, she wasn't. So, like, I guess they couldn't cut away everyone from uh, from the episode. Um, but I was, this was kind of the plot that I didn't care as much about. But I, I did find, you know, I did find, you know, parts of it enjoyable, and um, you know. I, I think it's it, it just Frost has come a long way this season, and I love that you know again it's just it's just great to know that that this show is not really thinking about the fact you know that there are all these characters and not forgetting to make sure that all of them engage with one another because you know there's what there were you know there there was those weird seasons where you know Caitlin and Iris never like barely spoke even you know the, even though they're like on the same team and all that. So I'm glad that I, you know, they're kind of mixing it up this year and just letting everyone have a moment to interact with one another and form relationships and so on. And I don't know, maybe Frost is secretly a, uh, a, you know, a romantic, um, but she just hasn't found her man or woman yet because, you know, uh, as uh, as uh, ambassador of the bisexual community, bye vibes. Um, but... <laughs> I can literally see the tweets. Annie tried to convert everyone into being bisexual. Well, you know, would that be a bad thing? Just saying. If the Arrowverse people keep up, everyone's bisexual. Um, uh, just not except for Oliver, because he was always gay for for Barry. But you know, um, he shows his life, and look where I got him. Um, anyway, um, in my offense, in my offense, I went a whole week without. Shading Arrow on an episode of Flash Parker, so I'm catching up. I am catching up, um, but uh, no, I th- I thought it was great, and I'm I'm again I- I'm really enjoying Allegro more and more as the season goes on, Um I would I I'm I would I- I'm not gonna say I'm expecting her to be promoted to series regular for next season, but I'm definitely expecting her to be like around for the long haul, Um so, um. I enjoyed it, and like you guys were saying about Nash, it is interesting how they're kind of bringing him in now as, you know, because on his earth, he was her daddy, and now they're trying, I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what happened, Maybe I'm guessing something tragic happened, um, I, now I, I just really, I just really, really want to hear now what, what Breed was going to say though, so Breed, I'm just going to toss it back to you. Yeah, now I've calmed down a little. I'm not really in the tirade type anyway, which listeners probably know by now. Um, but, I mean, Tatiana already made one of my points that, like, it was nice to give her some character development and her talk about, like, her insecurity around her powers. But, again, like, we didn't need to do it through the vehicle of, oh, she had a crush on some guy. 
And my other problem with this is, like, I know you have to do, like, a romantic episode because it's Valentine's Day and it has to be thematic. But there are so many couples on the show, like, Joe and Cecile, Camilla and Cisco, Ralph is about to meet the love of his life, that we had to give Allegra some random coffee shop boyfriend just to make it all fit together, which we'll get to the Nash part in just a bit. But I'm just like, can't a woman just be her own person and not always like her only plot be about having a crush. Like it's just, I want more for Allegra than what they gave her in this episode. Well, I think they end of, oh, sorry. end of rant. No, that's the end. Okay. End. Um, I mean, I would say, I think they given her, you know, a lot this season. I mean, they started, they started her arc out with, you know, this big family dynamic with her, with her cousin. And, so like it's not like her character is just defined by this one dude, and you know, and, and in the end they didn't hook up. They just decided to be friends, and I don't think we're gonna see him again. So you know, I, you know, I th- that just makes it worse for me though, is we're never even gonna see him again. Yet we spent this whole episode on it. But yeah, okay, I-, I, can, I can agree with that. That was for me a little wonky, but exactly, it was like for what, for what, <laughs> but. um... But yeah, I, I, you know, it was, you know, I just thought, I think in the long run, like, it was fun just seeing Frost having this other role now than just, you know, being a superhero, being snarky, whatever and so on, and just seeing more depth for her, because I think that this scene has been really good in exploring Frost as this larger entity than what we've seen previously. But, um, but I guess that's it for the, for the B-plot. Yeah, so moving on to the C-plot, and we've already kind of talked around this a little bit uh, through the episode. So Nash is also in the episode. Um, It kind of starts with him making up excuses why he needs to see Allegro, which is kind of weird. But by the end, Frost has kind of figured out that Nash is interested in Allegro. There might be more there. And I guess it's been hinted out before in the season, and I just totally missed it, that Allegro is the doppelganger of Nash's daughter on his earth. Um, which I think is interesting. So that gives Nash a new kind of narrative thread to to look at because we mostly really knew him this season as like the guy who was going to become pariah and like mess everything up. Um, but at the very end, we see another Wells at Jitters. Nash catches the sight of another Harrison Wells. Um, and we're pretty sure it might be Harry because Erica says in an interview already this season that Harry and Jesse will come up again even though they're allegedly dead. Uh, so we have another Wells on Earth Prime, and it's going to be very interesting. Thoughts, Ladies everyone? and gentlemen, we have a winner! Um, yes, I, you know, I've never thought I'd be happy to see another Wells, but yes, I want Harry back, and I don't want him and Jesse to be dead. So I'm very pleased with this. And I do think, like, we know as an audience that the multiverse is not dead, but the characters don't know it. So this is how they're going to start to realize that there is just another multiverse out there. And so a lot of the planets or the, you know, the earths that they thought were gone are actually just like, you know, different or hidden away or not the way that they used to be. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all I got on that. Just that I was excited to see it and that I am hoping that we're going to get a chance to somehow incorporate Violet Bean in there, even if it's just for like a quick scene, you know, that's all. I um so I wrote about this for Screen Rant uh, last night at the time of recording and I was 
So I they were I wrote about three possibilities. Harry was definitely one of them. Uh, although it would just be so weird why he out of why he would out of all if this is the Harry that we knew from Earth Two, why would he why he would at first be following you know Nash out of all people? Because um, that would just be so weird to me. And also, but the other scenario is this could be the first look at. Eobard Fawnback, because if, if you notice, he's gone within within a flash. I'm horrible. Um, but like he, like, like that could, you know, because he has super speed, he could explain why he was so easy, to, why he was he has an easy time disappearing so quick as he did. So, oh, that's a really good point. Um, the third option, which I really hope is the, the scenario here, because I think it would be so much more interesting from a story perspective, is if it was Earth One Harrison Wells, the one that we never got to meet. Ooh. And because remember, okay, he has never, as far as we know, from the original timeline, from the from the from the original Earth, he never encountered the multiverse. So if this is his return from the dead, and he is falling around Nash out of all people, it would explain because he would probably be fascinated by the idea that why is there another me out there? So, and also in 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 some ways, if if Christ has undid some of Eobard's actions, um, as you know when he was posing as Harrison, it would also uh, clear his name a little bit because Harrison was is still you know seen as and not, just for like a term, he is a pariah to Central City because of what he did. So. This is very true. This is very true. So I'm really hoping this is what they're gonna do, and that. When we get to the end of the season, that no matter how long this show goes on after after season seven, that this is going to be the final Harrison Wells that we stick with, because you know, with Crisis, you know, given the fact that they, they did wipe up a bunch of Earth, I mean, here's the thing: they're not, there's not going to be a reveal that there's that there's still a bunch of infinite amount of Earths. You know, if anything, there might be fifty-two of them at this point, but. I do want this idea that you know, by with the with the multiverse destroyed, it did kind of set a limit on what this show now can do with its swapping of Harrison Wells every season. Um, because I think I think this is kind of you know, like I think we got into the point like we don't need this gimmick anymore, or not gimmick, but like this, I don't we don't need this aspect anymore. If you know, if Tom kind of is going to stay on the show, which you know I, I love him, I want him to be on the show as long as he wants to, but. If he's still going to be on the show, I would rather just see him just play this one version of Harrison for the rest of the series. And if anything, it should be the one Harrison that we never got to meet, the original one. But I think there's just so much potential there that has just hasn't been realized. Um, I agree with you. I just don't know if the writers agree with us. <laughs> Listen. Eric is always listening to this podcast because within... Not, not even before, I mean, before the show even came back, we already got two of our biggest wishes from this show. We got Senator Robert Murphy as a villain on the show. And we finally got this new structure of season with, uh, you know, the two graphic novels concept. So, you know, air... Wonders may never cease. Okay. Um... So uh, what I'm just saying, anything is possible. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think that I think that I would not be surprised if 
Eric loves us all, and he's like, the, the, you know, he's the he, he is the confirmation that Santa Claus does exist, and that if you believe hard, anything is possible. So I'm I'm just gonna hope that I'm getting that I'm getting Earth One Harrison Wells as um, as the final Harrison Wells of the show, but. Um, but anything else you guys want to talk about regarding this episode before we go on to t- some other notes and uh, feedback? Does this, did this make you love Valentine's Day any more or any less? Uh, no comment. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, I have no Valentine's Day feelings one way or the other, but I will say that I am happy because we've never gotten really like a Valentine's. Well, not, that's a lie. We got a Valentine's episode once for, for Barry and Iris. It was when the proposal happened, which was amazing, amazing surprise. But we never got an episode that was really like about them, you know, celebrating Valentine's Day or even about them just like really being a couple all episode. Like, like my friend of mine, like I was like, it was a little bit filler, but we've never, Barry and Iris don't get filler. When they get filler, it's like, we're going on vacation and you will not see us the rest of the episode. So I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um... I enjoyed this episode. It was uh, you know a little bit of a smaller, uh, a smaller hour of the of the season, but you know it was it was enjoyable, and I um re- I think Caddis was the MVP of this episode because there was just so much fun she got to do. And again, I can I can listen to her speaking Italian and crushing people's heads with 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 uh, with bottles all day long, um, but it was fun. In terms of uh, my my <laughs> my complicated relationship to Valentine's Day, uh, if you got someone special in your life, good for you. If you don't, yeah, it sucks. I I agree. I it, I don't need it. You know, if I want chocolate, I can buy chocolate any day of the week. Uh, and if you also if you do really really truly love someone, you will love you will show that love every day and not just specifically on the 14th of January every year. So you know, February even. So see that's that's how little I care. <laughs> uh, True. Um, so uh, I, yes, I'm a I'm a petty romantic. Um, the more you know, the more you know. Uh, so I'm not knows that we kind of just want to go through. Uh, Sue is coming next week on the all new Flash, and so is Eva. And um, what are we? What are we? What are we thinking? How excited are we? Because those images did come out this week, and my God, they're out. I am super excited to meet Sue. I have been waiting. Uh, they're outward. I and I told them to to. I I sent them the picture, and I'm like, look what you did. <laughs> like that mm-hmm. is one beautiful couple. I'm, I, yeah, a, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's such a nice arc that Ralph kind of started this sad sack and now he has so much purpose and he's going to meet the love of his life and it's just nice i'm excited to see sue i honestly don't know a ton about her from the comics i have read identity crisis which eric very explicitly said they're not adapting so i don't really know much about her otherwise um so i'm excited uh to see her and see how she interacts with the rest of team flash too i think that'll be interesting yeah i do like that like i mean obviously we haven't really met her yet so we don't know but i like that she does kind of have a little bit of the debutante um socialite type of backstory like obviously it's clearly a more darker pi mystery situation going on for her but sue is a socialite 
like that is where she comes from in the comics. So I, I'm glad that they kept that. And I think it's going to be fun to see the Roth that we know mixing with that world. I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun, too. And I, yeah, I mean, they're definitely, I mean, they can't even do a Dinner Crisis because, one, uh, we don't have a Gene Loring in this universe uh, anymore. Um, or we have, but it's not the Gene Loring that a Dinner Crisis knows of. And I, it's just an awful story. Oh, let's just not do it. Uh, Eric is smart. He's no, he knows that, that that no one wants to see it. Um and uh, no, but I'm just excited to see this other, other iconic couple come to life, and uh, I think it's just it's gonna be interesting to see how they incorporate into the rest of the series because I think that you know that she will will be with the team for as long as possible, and you know I mean we know that she's been you know in the she's been part of the Justice League as a member, and so like obviously there is you know this larger connection to the DC universe, so I um. I'm curious to see how they're going to do it, but I, I trust the show. I trust the era report that we're in for a, a, a fun time. And hopefully, you know, we're going to, by the end of the season, we're going to be shipping, um, name. Shipping. Sue and Ralph? Yeah, no, ship, no, <laughs> ship, no, ship, I'm, I'm not that clueless. I, I need ship name. Oh, uh, Dib, Dib, Dibborn? <laughs> Dearney? Yeah, their names really don't work for a ship. South, Rue, Rue, Rue. Oh my God! No, every time I hear Rue, I just hear uh, Jennifer Lawrence screaming Rue at the top of her lungs in Hunger Games. Um, remember, remember the Hunger Games was a thing. I will never forget the Hunger Games. You will never forgive or forget. Well, I will never forgive or forget. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, if any listeners have some good ship names, uh, tweet at us and we'll share them next week yeah. on our episode. But but with that said, uh, let's uh, let's get some feedback. So if- yeah. So first up with the tweets, at um, Shark eighty nine said, "I love the episode and how much screen time Candace got." My one problem story wise is that all the growth happened in relation to mirror exclamation point Iris and not our Iris. So while it all felt true to her character, she didn't get to benefit from it. So I think we have kind of talked about this that we hope that some of it does get to impact real Iris too and she gets to speak her truth. Um, someone uh, at someone's making edits in the Google Doc while reading. Oh, it's because it was the same one twice. That's why. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> At G Wook Lover said, loved it. It was a little silly, but a lot of fun. I can't believe Iris is trapped in a mirror when S. Allen, when West Allen are finally getting scenes together. Yes, us too. They finally get a date, and she's not even there. We feel you. <laughs> we also got some emails, starting with Libby. Hi. Sorry, I didn't email last week. I just moved states to start my first professional job. Oh, congratulations. Hey, congrats, girl. Congratulations. I love tonight's episode because of West Allen, and secondly, because of West Allen. (laughs) We haven't had this many scenes since 505 and 512. Hold on. Hold on. Five? This is... No, it's it's not been that lacking since season five. I feel like that's, I mean, I feel like that's legit. I feel like it's, we've gotten a couple of scenes here and there. But we haven't had like a, you know, an A plot for them in a long time. 
The episode was a roller coaster for them, and it was underlying. And underlying it was the question of whether we should be suspicious of Iris. On the one hand, she was making legitimate points about respecting her journalism, but at the back of your head, you knew it can't be her. Barry's first instincts were correct, but now that he's been convinced otherwise, I was almost convinced until that last scene. I'm curious to know who really is this Iris? How does she know so much about their life? How could she be so realistic? What does Mayor Iris want from Barry, Team Flash, and the Citizen? Many excellent questions. However, I've never been a big fan of Ambient Black, so that story felt too cheesy. Um, even Goldface, who I like in most part last season, was suddenly too goofy for my taste. Especially their final fight and makeup scene. The director made interesting choices that looked too surreal. Hmm, interesting. The Frost plot was okay, certainly touching at moments, but why are Frost and Nash... Hanging in Iris, Ralph, and Cecile's office building. They ever, you know, it's like a communal space, just like Star Labs. Everyone just owns everything in this weird work family. Um, <laughs> uh, does Nash have other clothes? Why is he seeing Harry? Why are we invested in any of these relationships, especially when Allegra and Nash are new characters? Also, no Ralph two weeks in a row, and again with no mention. To be fair, Frost did mention him, just not <laughs> where he is. <laughs> I know he has a big episode next week, but his character deserves at least a name drop. Anyway, I look forward to your mutual gushing, gushing of West Allen and Mirror Master Conspiracy Theories. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, Aw, thank you. Conspiracy Theories? Well, we I think we had some. We were talking about whether it's really Iris or not. You know, what does the what does the Mirror World want? What is the Mirror World in the first place? Which, which one of us that? is actually a Mirror version of ourselves? Exactly. Conspiracy theories everywhere. Um, John Van Pelt uh, said, everyone of the Slash podcast, I really enjoyed this week's episode. The problem I had was that I had a hard time following who the two villains were because I didn't recall hearing about them last summer. Um, that I think that Goldface, it took me a moment to place who Goldface, Goldface was for sure, even though I do know Amunet. I thought Iris's role was good, and I liked that we got Joe's office at CCPT. The only thing I wished was that the writers had more time for Valentine's Day scenes between Barry and Iris. I feel like the only one we got was at the restaurant and the apartment. And then a quick question is, Earth 2, Harrison Wells alive? And do you think he'll come back to Team Flash? We did cover that. So Andy thinks it should be uh, Earth 1, Harrison Wells, and I think it's probably Earth 2, Harrison Wells. And if it's Earth 2... He will come back to the team, and also, and, and hopefully, and also just because I think that if we, if it's gonna be Earth to Harrison, then I think that it needs to. You you, you can't have him come if it's if he can't come from Earth two and not really acknowledge the fact that it's kind of a different Earth two now because you know, Earth two is now specifically the home of Stargirl and after JSA right. and so on. So, well, I still think it would be really cool if. This Earth 2 is now the home of Harry, Jesse, uh, Laura Lass, and so on. And that they, they, they come from this universe where it does represent Earth 2 a lot better than it did in, you know. I mean, we love Earth 2 uh, in the show, but it's it wasn't so much the Earth 2 that everyone knows. It was more Earth 3 than anything from the comics, but just with the aesthetics of Earth 2 from the, co from the comics. So this could be a way now for them to kind of do a little bit more... Um, proper uh, and if it is earth to harrison uh, or you know aka harry i do want that to somehow be connected to star girl so so i Ooh, did okay. see one other theory on twitter which is that it is earth to harry um but jesse did not survive and earth to harry is like kind of here for vengeance which i personally don't like that theory like i don't want it to go that direction 
But it yeah, also makes sense that Take way that if he somehow survived Crisis and like made it over to Earth One and is get rid of it. Get I'm just it. saying I, it wasn't my theory. I'm just putting it out there for I'm listeners to consider. <laughs> All right. So um, then, our last feedback is from someone new who Rachel. will appear. New Rachel! Yay! No, my thing closed out. That's why I couldn't see it. No, it's, because right. it was, it's because you only have uh, heart for one Rachel, and that's Rachel. Clearly. OG Rachel Clearly. from the podcast. No, we, we love all Rachel. I forgot. Yes, all Rachels are created equal. I forgot Amunet was going to be in this episode, and I completely missed that Goldface was coming back, too. I did not know Goldface was coming back at all. So I don't think they announced it. I think that was the whole point, because, you know... Yeah, I think that was a secret. Um, I thought they were an interesting couple. Their argument seemed a little bit out of place in what I thought would have been a more serious conflict, given what both of them had done in the past and what Barry and Iris probably thought it would be. But the episode was still fun, even if I didn't really care about anything involving Nash. And by far, it was the most interesting thing. By far, the most interesting thing about it was not Iris slash Mirror Iris, mostly because I want to know more about the Mirror World. Um, how does Iris's sentient reflect? And things like how Iris's sentient reflection is good at cooking and knows how to speak Italian. But I'm kind of glad that this story arc is lasting longer than two episodes and that Iris is getting the screen time and storyline she deserves, even if this is technically an Iris doppelganger. In the vein of the mirror mask, in the vein of the mirror version of the main character of Infinity Train, rather than like the doppelgangers we've seen on Supergirl and Batwoman. And I agree with this interpretation as well, right, New Rachel, that it sounds to me like um, Iris isn't a doppelganger like this is still iris it is some part of iris it's just not an iris that she herself recognizes right she's like separated from herself it's just two parts of the whole or something i'm also curious about barry's powers and the effect the crisis has had on speed force p.s thoughts on birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of harley quinn sorry harley quinn birds of prey uh i loved it all y'all should go see it it's amazing it's so much fun do it give it money Yes, I am. As a Black Canary fan, I mean, I, I mean, I love Birds of Prey as a whole con. I mean, I've been a fan of that team forever. But as a Black Canary fan, I was so, I was more than satisfied. I was proud of of Journey. Uh, is that how you say her name? Uh, yeah. Journey, yeah. Journey, yeah. She is oh, one of my new favorite Black Canaries. I mean, uh, I, what I would do to see her and Katie Cassidy in a crossover moment that would be just so epic so yes go see the movie if you haven't done it already and just just enjoy the hell of it out of it and support the movie because we want to see we want to see more of these characters and uh this is a lot of fun yay all right so now we shall uh Plug away. Yes. Uh, so, everyone, thank you so much for sending your feedback and tweets and so on. If you want to have your thoughts read, you can email us at theflashpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at theflashpodcast after the episode has aired. So, there you go. Um, Breeze, where are you at on social media and your other projects? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Breeze Riley and follow my stuff at themarvelreport.com. And uh, Tatiana, where are you at? You can follow me at Marcella's Ear on Twitter, where I will retweet everything. And you can check out my interviews on Screen Rant, um, my articles on With an Accent and The Illuminati, Marvel Report, and 
offside from this podcast, of course, Ladies with Gumption. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Andy Backed. And if you want to hear me podcast about other shows, uh, you can find me over at Times Podcast, which uh, is still on a break, but we're um, as more things about uh, about Dubon season two started to come out, we're gonna start trying roll out some content for y'all. And if you want to hear me talk about non DC shows but still comic book shows, go to SabrinaPodcast.com and hear me and Jordan cover part three of Sabrina on Netflix. And um, in terms of writing, yes, um, all of us are, are help run the mall port, which um, uh, get ready because uh, stuff is coming your way at themallport.com. And if you want to f- see me do my writing, f- writing thing out of elsewhere, uh, almost at Elseworlds, I'm like, oh my god, so much DC in my head. Uh, you can find me over at Screen Run, where, I pop, where I've written a lot of stuff lately. Um, so there you go. Um, now, in terms of this podcast... Uh, Go to theflashpodcast.com for all the news uh, information about the uh, about the Flash TV show and more. And right now we are the web the website is a little bit glitchy. Where uh, there's some technical issues that we still have able to be able to figure out. But uh, be patient. We're we're working it out. So, but keep going to theflashpodcast.com every week. Yes, and don't forget to follow the Flash Podcast on social media by going to. Flash Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. Subscribe to the Flash Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Ditcher Radio, and Google Play. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, hit us up with some five-star reviews, as it's a great way to support the podcast. And be sure to let us know what you enjoy most about the Flash. Listen to the Flash Podcast live on the Mix Radio Network on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern via the Mix with two X's dot FM. And you can follow the entire DC Podcast Network at dcpodcast.com where we have epic podcasts for The Flash, Supergirl, Letters Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Titans, Doom Patrol, Batwoman, and Stargirl. And possibly some more shows. I mean... <gasps> and it's announcing more podcasts? I'm shook. Um, <laughs> I'm... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I cannot believe that's the... Uh, I know, right? But, but just, just stay tuned, y'all. There's things coming your way at dcpodcast.com. Follow the network on social media at dcpodcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And last but not least, subscribe to our mega feed on <laughs> and Google Play. It's not the same when it's not Andrew doing it. I can't, you know, I can't do. Aww, miss, we missed you, Andrew. I miss Andrew too. Like, but probably in his new crisis time, like he doesn't remember who I am. Andrew didn't survive crisis. No, no, he survived it. But like, it's like we never met because he hasn't tweeted me once this whole year. And uh, maybe he's on a different Earth uh, that we don't know about yet. <laughs> DC TV <laughs> podcast has its own team public store. So if you're interested in DC TV related merchandise, click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear as it does support the network. So we continue to make these podcasts. And before I get to the last part, uh, there, besides my little tease, there are other changes coming. That no! Calm down. It's not. It's yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting. Um, Greg Blady has bought us, and we uh, <laughs> we, are, we are now serving the Lord and Master known as Berlanti for the rest of our lives. Give me that sweet CW money. Yes, we, uh, yes. Right, uh, if only. Yes, if only. and we will. Uh, we all of us are getting our own spinoffs, uh, and. Huh. Um, 
Uh, so expect 10,000 more podcasts coming from this network. Uh, it's going to be called the Berlanti Network. Yeah. Um, right. So, uh, no, but just like there's just some there's some restructuring going on, like in terms of how some of the sites are going to be going and whatnot. So ominous. I, 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 I like to be cryptic because I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a messy bleep like that. So just be just. Just keep your eyes open. Uh, but last but not least, if you have any questions, thoughts, feedback, and more about The Flash, email us at theflashpodcast at gmail.com. We do read everything, and anything that you want us to read on air, we will read it. So, there you go. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be it for this week's episode of The Flash Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll be back with uh, next week's episode called Something Sue. Yes, a girl named Sue, a, right? A girl named Sue. It, wait, is that literally, yeah, I think so. is that literally the title? A girl named Sue. Oh. I'm pretty sure. It says that a reference to like another old movie that I haven't seen. Probably. I think it's the song, right? A boy named Sue. Oh, yeah. Song. So it's an old. So it's yep. referencing an old song I've never heard of. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. Um. And that someone's gonna cry, uh, scream at me, and, be, and that someone's gonna scream and be like, "How can you not know?" Um, it's what you deserve. It's what I deserve. I'm, I'm trash. So. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week. So until then, I'm Andy B. I'm Tatiana. And I'm Brief. And we'll see you next time on the Flash Podcast. Bye.